Hello, everyone. This is Patriot. Now, before we begin the show tonight, I just wanted to remind everybody how important it is that everybody out there who's a Patriot takes a moment to think about reallocating their financial resources to align with their political and their spiritual values. This is very, very important, folks. You've heard me talk about this many, many times, and I have a perfect solution for everybody out there to stop funding the big box conglomerates by going and doing your shopping at places like Walmart and Target for your personal and your household products. The company that I'm working with, switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground, gives you an opportunity to do all of your shopping with the good guys. They have the best products out there, folks, non-toxic, absolutely incredible, manufactured in the United States. They compete directly with the cabal corporations. They have a 90 plus percent customer retention rate. What does that tell you? They have great prices. They have great customer service. And most of all, they have great products that are going to absolutely blow you away. Now, I'm telling you, folks, this is really important. It's incumbent upon us as patriots to do our part in defunding the cabal and taking away their ability to continue to funnel money into causes that are really designed to kill us. It is our responsibility. So click that link in the description of the video switch-stores.com slash Patriot Underground. You'll be glad you did. I promise you, folks. Now enjoy the show. Patriot out. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Patriot Underground. Today is February 14th, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me, folks, to discover the truth beneath the surface. As always, I really do appreciate everybody out there taking the time to listen. So tonight, I'm going to do a situation analysis report, and uh, we're going to touch upon a number of different issues, but I wanted to start out with a bit of a conversation. It's kind of building upon my last couple of episodes. And as folks know, um, I've talked a little bit about some recent questioning that I've been doing. And uh, I've received a lot of comments. I've received a lot of people reaching out to me. And um, that's uh, something that I didn't really anticipate was going to happen, that I was going to get to this point in my podcasting journey and uh, in many ways, feel like I'm being almost presented with a crossroads, um, being pressured in a lot of ways to pick a lane and to take a side, shall we say. And uh, I'm certainly not going to get into any specifics or talk about any names or anything like that. But behind the scenes, certainly on both sides, I've been hearing uh, from people that I'm associated with that there are eyes on me. And there are a lot of people out there who are watching to see how I am going to respond, I guess, and what trajectory I'm going to go with. Am I going to stay on the current trajectory that I've been on all this time, being a Q loyalist and um, I guess you could say, in essence, uh, putting my trust and my faith in many of the same individuals out there in the movement that I have all along and used really as a basis of my analysis or Am I going to go in a different direction? And uh, I think all of this began, quite frankly, when I interviewed Mike Gill, along with uh, Carrie Cassidy back in December. <clears throat> and certainly um, it set in motion, I think, a series of events. And not only that, I also had uh, rather unexpected uh, conversations with Jim Willie that um, contributed to a rather chaotic period in my journey. And um I talked about the whole incident with Before It's News on my last uh, episode. I think it was my last coffee chat where I went into that in some detail. 
And it certainly has given me pause in a lot of ways. But what I didn't expect was that I was going to have so much pressure exerted on me uh, from so many different sides um, to uh, to essentially pick a lane, you know, and to decide who I'm going to talk to and who I'm not going to talk to. And uh, I just wanted to, you know, offer some thoughts on that because I do believe that, you know, I I naturally think that people have good intentions and. You know, maybe that's a little bit naive of me. And certainly I've learned along the way that I've got to have my guard up to a degree. But my nature is uh, to to think the best of people and to think until they give me a reason or prove to me otherwise that when they come to me and they try to give me advice that they're coming from a good place. And so certainly I think that the the people that have been exerting this uh, pressure on me, I guess you could say, I, I do believe are coming from a very good place. But I have to say that I've done some reflecting on this and um, I ultimately believe folks that what got all of us here, what brought us here together is the way that I envisioned this podcast right from the very beginning. And that was not to have it be a, uh, an echo chamber, certainly, uh, not to even have it be, even though I've been very honest about my faith and my Christianity, uh, not to have my show be a rallying point for Christians. You know, I've I've said all along, all of, you know, going back to my earliest episodes, that, that was my vision. You know, and if you're a good person and you don't want to see evil continue to perpetrate itself all over the world, if you don't want to hurt children, you want to save the innocents. As far as I'm concerned, I consider you a brother and a sister, and and I haven't deviated from that. I haven't changed. And there have been a lot of people, and this isn't something that has only just recently happened. I have to say that all along the way, uh, I've had people in various different ways try to influence the direction that I go with my work. And it comes from the audience. And, you know, again, uh, I think that most people in the audience, they're coming from a good place. They really do. Uh, say in the comments that they love my work, they love the analysis, but they just don't love the people that I'm talking to. Uh, and they think that there's a real danger in me having certain individuals continually come on my show. Um, and this is something that has been, it's a criticism that's heated up, interestingly enough, ever since I had Mike Gill on my show and then Michelle Moore came on my show and I you know, kind of opened up this uh, this new avenue of discussion and I went into this whole thing, really, with uh, as far as, you know, having Mike on my show and exploring all of these uh, different ideas about who's who in the Patriot community and the division in the community, not with the intention to be divisive, but rather because certainly, you know, before I interviewed Mike, he was already getting a lot of attention. And there were a lot of folks out there who were very interested in hearing what he had to say. And like I've said right from the beginning, nobody can deny the veracity of Mike Gill's story, of his evidence, of Pandora's box. And certainly I'm not in that category of people. I'm not doubting for a second, and I never did, uh, that uh, that Mike Gill has been a hero. And so, of course, I wanted to interview this man. And I didn't expect that it was going to open up uh, so many different cans of worms 
on my channel. And I, I truly thought that most folks out there, and I do think that most people kind of fall into this uh, same mentality as I do, which is uh, they're, they're open. And this is kind of the, the heart of what I wanted to get at here is that most of the audience is just like me. They resonate with me because of the way that I approach my analysis. And the way that I approach my analysis is I let God lead, guide, and direct me and attract me to certain individuals who I think, even though I, I've said multiple times, and I think it's pretty self-evident, but let's just say it anyway, nobody has a monopoly on the truth. All of us have bits and pieces, and we're forming you know, this, this puzzle, this, this tapestry, whatever you want to call it. All of us are playing a role in that. And so I don't feel as if I have to agree with everybody, even if it's on an issue that is very substantive. As long as I believe that ultimately a person is coming from a good place and they just have a different opinion, I'm willing to talk to that person. And I think it's been that approach and, and, and in trusting and honoring and having enough respect for my audience to be able to make up your own minds. I mean, I tell you guys what I think. I tell you what I believe. But I've also told you right from the very beginning. And sometimes people forget this. And I guess in some ways I take that as a compliment. But sometimes people forget. I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm no different than they are. I have access to the same information. I suppose you could say now. The only difference between where I am and where I started is that. God has given me the ability to have this platform, and that has led to me having relationships with very influential people in the movement. But still to this day, I don't have any direct intel that comes to me. I get information from behind the scenes, but it's not coming to me directly. It's coming to me through the sources of some of the people that choose to share their information with me. And um, so I, you know, I paint a picture, but I'm not here and I've never been here to set anybody's expectations. I mean, if anything, I reflect my own expectations. I'll give you an example going back to uh, 2022 and the midterms. I was just as disappointed as everybody out there in the audience. I thought my enthusiasm and I kept saying over and over and I'm, I'm not afraid to own it. Back at, at that point in time, I was absolutely convinced that we were going to have the EBS and that we weren't going to have the midterms. And we were going to see overt military action at that point. And so it, it's not as if I was trying to set that as an expectation. That was my expectation. And so when I do my show and I talk about what I think is going to happen. Even if I may say things, uh, you know, in in the course of me delivering my information, like trust me, folks, or mark my words or whatever. It's a reflection of what I believe. It's a reflection of my opinion. But I have never been in a, in a position of having insider information. Nobody does. We've said this over and over and over again. And it's shocking to me that despite all of that, I still have people in the comments telling me that, you know, I've contributed to this you know, uh, setting expectations and, you know, disappointing people and stringing people along and all of this. And I, I guess in some ways I can understand that because my show is, has a big audience. And uh, at a certain point in time, there's, there's kind of like, you, you just kind of get roped into that category 
of uh, you know being somewhat separate uh, in this in this different you know class of uh, of individuals that uh, gets judged a certain way because they have a platform and because they put out information and because they you know have an opinion. Um, Sometimes people forget that, you know, I'm just like you folks. And, um, you know, and as far as as far as where I stand, there's a lot of people, you know, been kind of asking me that. And, you know, this is why this has been so heavily weighing on me because of all of this uh, feedback that I've gotten recently. And this this pressure almost like, you know, to choose a side, you know, and, and get off the fence. You know, people are telling me to do that. It's like. I've laid out my last episode. I talked about the way that I see the Patriot movement right now. Those three different camps, like the Q loyalists, like me, the people who are in the pro Flynn camp, let's just say, and I'm not saying that there's no crossover here. Like those people are completely separate from the Q people. I'm just saying that, you know, I think there's a, certainly a contingent there that seems to be all kind of connected to General Flynn. And then there's like, you know, the Mike Gill camp and, and Michelle Moore, I guess you could say, uh, to a degree, she works very closely with Mike. And, you know, I have great respect for, for Mike and, and for Michelle. We've had wonderful conversations uh, behind the scenes. I mean, I'm just getting to know. Uh, I haven't really talked to Mike uh, that much lately, but uh, I'm just getting to know Michelle. She's a wonderful woman. Um, but, you know, there, there, there are these definite camps in the Patriot community. And there's a lot of pressure, I think, as we're getting closer and closer to this climactic moment for people to pick a lane. Like you've heard 107 talk about like, like everybody is going to have to to choose a side to pick a lane. And, uh, you know, I just never anticipated that so much of that energy was going to be directed at me and directed at my podcast. And uh, to a certain degree, I understand it because, you know, some people are saying you got to be careful who you give a platform to. And, and this is on all sides. You know, the people who like Mike Gill and don't like Mike Gill, the people who love Kerry, the people who hate Kerry, you know, the different personalities that I've had on my show, the people who are supportive of some of the things that Jim Willie talked about and the people who are, are not. I mean, I'm getting it from all sides. And uh, it's not like I'm complaining. Believe me. I mean, I, I just never imagined that. Uh, at this point in time, we were going to see so much of the division that we're seeing within the Patriot community and for it to get more and more defined as time goes on, as opposed to dissolving. And that's what I had always hoped for, if you really want the truth. And that's a big part of the reason why I've talked to so many different personalities out there. That's why I'm willing to talk to people who have radically different ideas, even different ideas than my own. And I can understand, you know, the, some of the criticism that I that I get from people that uh, they hear things on the show that's, you know, very jarring to them or in certain cases, things that they just violently disagree with. And it's not that I'm doing that on purpose. I'm just giving these people who I respect for different reasons. Who I believe all have a very important role to play. That I believe that's been my mission all along is to give these folks that to have them on my show and to have these substantive conversations and to let people make up their own minds. But I didn't anticipate that we'd be in mid February of 2024 and we'd see what's happening in the Patriot community. And I personally don't want to be a part of that divide. 
I guess that's a big part of my message today. Um, you know, in a perfect world, folks, I wish that I could make everybody happy. Um, I wish that I could cater to everybody's sensibilities and and expectations and and preferences. But the reality of the matter is, is that I'm just one man and I do the best I can. And believe me, when I tell you what what really drives me the most is my respect for my audience. It's not even the relationships that I have with the people that I have on my show. It's my relationship with my audience, first and foremost, is what's so important to me. But even within that context, I learned you cannot satisfy the expectations of everybody. You can't do that and still maintain your own integrity and still follow your own moral compass. You're just going to be, you know, constantly like getting blown around with the wind. And the truth of the matter is, is that <clears throat> there is a very divisive energy in the Patriot community. And we've talked all along about the infiltration. And I got to be honest with you folks. I'm just going to tell you the truth because that's what I do. Um, and that's how I approach my work. I just tell you the truth. I'm not here um, to do anything but follow the truth wherever it goes. And as far as I'm concerned, the, the jury is still out. We don't really know who's who. And I'll tell you, the landscape has changed. I'm coming up on three years and... Uh, you know, as time has gone on, um, this division, the divisiveness within our community has really gotten much worse. And uh, I think back to the early days of my of my show, my journey, and a lot of people started, you know, at a similar time as I did. And at that point, everybody was just trying to figure out what was going on. And that's still the same today. Don't get me wrong. We're still trying to do that. But it seemed almost as if in the wake of the stolen election and in the wake of January 6th, that the Patriot community, even though there were multiple different voices out there, was a lot more united than it is today. And that, that's my perception. Some people may agree. They may disagree. But I look back on those days and I think to myself, it's a shame that we didn't go in the opposite direction and maybe, you know, sort out a lot of our differences in the beginning and work toward unity over these past three years. And, and what's what's happened, sadly, is that, uh, like I said, these different camps have formed and it doesn't seem to me like they're showing any signs of dissolving. Now, obviously, there's a lot going on in the world right now. A lot can change on a dime. So we always have to keep that in mind. But it's going to take something pretty dramatic, it seems like, at this point in time to unify these different camps within the community. A, a truth has to come out. And I've talked about this, that in the absence of truth, what, do you, what you have is a breeding ground for cynicism. And in the absence of action, overt action, we don't know what the truth is. All we have are intel sources and we have our intuition, our relationship with God. We have all of our insights and opinions and perspectives that we're pooling together. But the reality is, is that nobody really knows. And I think that a big part of that, 
and I've been I've been I've been doing a lot of reflecting on this. Is that these seeds of doubt that the the White Hats knew that there was going to be this divisiveness that formed within the community. I think that there may have been some sort of a <clears throat> let's just call it a uh, an underestimation of how divisive it was going to get. But I do believe that they knew that the enemy was going to take advantage of this this long drawn out process while all of these things are going on behind the scenes while the the dumbs are being cleared out the underground wars are raging all of the different pieces of the puzzle as far as the bricks the de-dollarization while all of this is going on setting up the QFS behind the scenes we've had this pantom and i've talked ad nauseum about the purposes of it the need for it so i'm not going to get into that but the fact of the matter is, is that the deep state, the enemy, has taken advantage of that situation. Naturally, they're the enemy. We're at war right now, so they're going to take every advantage they can. And in the beginning, when we were all reeling from the stolen election. We were all unified, and all these different voices were emerging. There was a sense where people were just like sponges, sopping up as much information as they could get, sharing as much as they could. But it was also because there was this expectation in those early days after the stolen election that we were going to see military movement, overt action in the near future. I mean, that's what we were thinking at that point. Nobody anticipated that this was going to go on for years. And at this point, we really don't even know the truth behind whether or not this plan has really been set in stone the entire time and the White Hats are really controlling everything behind the scenes and all the dates and times and of everything happening are already predetermined or whether this is a much more fluid situation. And there's evidence to support both sides. We have all of these Q deltas right down to the day, which would seem to suggest that this has all been mapped out, that we're watching a scripted movie. But then we have other tragedies that happen, like Lahaina. And we think to ourselves, well, so much for the White Hats being in control, right? I mean, and that was the same thing that went through my mind. And so I've had to learn along the way. I've had to pivot many times in my understanding of the plan. But it's been a journey. And ultimately, I believe that that's a journey that God has led me on. And he's put me in a position to be able to bring all of you along. And and I guess you could say, I mean, even though I hesitate to, to, to use this term associated with myself, but he's put me in, in a leadership position. I mean, as a matter of fact, you're the ones, all of you. By resonating with me and listening to me and choosing to follow me, you're the ones who have given me this success. You're the ones. I mean, ultimately, it was God's will. He gave me the tools and he, you know, he's the alpha and the omega. Don't get me wrong. But the audience, I mean, you're the lifeblood of this show. That's why my loyalty is to you. And again, if I could do everything and satisfy everybody at the same time, I would. But I have to stay true to myself. I have to stay true to the way that I've always been, even before I started this journey, which is to have an open mind. And it's not to confuse people. It's not to contribute to doubt. It's because I have an open mind. This is the Great Awakening.
And sure, there are a lot of things that, you know, there are beliefs that I have that I I know in my soul that I'm never going to deviate from. For example, my relationship with God, my relationship with with Christ. I mean, people can debate religion all day long and, you know, they can say whatever they want. I've had my personal experience, as so many of you have. As a born-again Christian, I gave my life to the Lord and the Lord gave me life. So I don't need to have a debate with anybody about who my Lord and Savior is. That's a personal relationship. And personally, I think that because of that, I don't need to go to a church to seek that out. Now, if you go to church, that's fine. If you're not a Christian, as far as I'm concerned, like I said, if you're a good person, welcome. I'm happy to have you. That's who I am. And as much as people may want to try to you know, push me in a different direction, maybe for the right reasons, I can't change who I am. I can't change my approach to my work, what I'm passionate about, what drives me. And so all of this pressure to, you know, choose a lane, Patriot, choose a lane, pick a side. And it's like, well, my side is with the American people. My side is with the truth. And it's a little bit preliminary to just simply jump in one direction or another before we see events play out. We have to we have to see things play out. And I've told everybody I've been very honest about what I believe. I'm a Q loyalist. That hasn't changed. Am I questioning certain people in the movement? Yeah, absolutely. Do I wonder why certain people are avoiding my show? Yeah, absolutely. Am I listening to the things that Mike Gill is saying and taking them seriously? You bet. Do I have great respect for Michelle Moore and her perspective and the fact that she's been such a warrior in her own right? Absolutely. Do I also respect and admire Carrie Cassidy for all the work that she's done? You bet. Gene Decode, many other people that I could mention. And none of these individuals are all on the same page. And, you know, I understand, and I've, I've talked about this, that uh, a lot of people out there are struggling because religion and what we were indoctrinated with is at odds with a lot of the information that we're hearing. And because of that, there's that natural pre, pre-programmed instinct, and it's, you know, it's written into the Bible as well, to not be deceived in the end times. And so there's this healthy fear. And I'm not telling anybody what to believe. I'm just giving you my perspective here. There's this healthy fear that, that folks have about information that is at odds with what's in the Bible, with what they've been indoctrinated with. Now, I'm of the opinion that God's word certainly stands on its own. And and I'm not I'm not uh, in any way suggesting that the word lacks anything. That God what what's been given to us, that what what God has ultimately allowed to happen it was his will because he knew that even if all of these books were hidden from us, even if all of this information and history was hidden from us, that he was going to give us enough, that those books were going to be enough for us to be able to define our faith and, and to find our salvation in Christ. But I also 
believe very strongly with the information that we've heard about all the hidden books. That there's a lot more to the story. And that there's 66 books doesn't seem to be a coincidence to me. And so that is the reason that I approach my analysis in terms of the spiritual with a very open mind. It doesn't ever shake my foundation and my belief in Christ. Because again, I've had that personal connection. I don't need anybody to tell me. I've lived it. And I continue to live it every single day by developing that relationship. It's everything to me. And so that's my core. That's but but everything else, all the other dogma, as far as I'm concerned, there, there's a lot more to this story. There's a lot more information out there that we don't have. And so therefore I keep an open mind and I'm willing to do that. And if people are some people are at a different place in their journey, some people may vehemently disagree and think that you know you should never have folks on your show who are you know questioning these types of things. Well, I have to say that um, my perspective is that as many different viewpoints, I mean, if some, I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not going to have a Satanist come on my show. I'm not going to have, uh, you know, something like, you know, absolutely insane. I'm not, I'm not going to even have folks on my show who are going to talk about, uh, let's just say, you know, I mean, I talked about, the comments that Jim Willie made. I mean, I'm, I'm going to have Jim back on the show if he wants to come back on, but certainly I'm not going to have the discussion about Trump being a, you know, a sexual predator. I'm not going to do that. So it's not like I'm willing to open up every single avenue of conversation, but when it comes to these big unknowns, the big questions about where we come from, what our purpose is, what's been hidden from us, the possibilities are endless. And I do believe that that is ultimately what the Great Awakening is all about. And I've said this many times. I mean, if you're the cabal and you want to get in between God and his people, the first thing you're going to try to do is, is, is hijack their spirituality, their connection to God. And how do you do that? Well, you, you, you hide the truth. And so a lot of what they've hidden, of course, um, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I don't even think that we can even begin to be perceive at this point how much has been hidden from us. And that's what I think is coming. That's a big part of this whole year of revelation. Now, if it's, is it all going to come out in 2024? I don't know. I certainly would like to think so. But when they say this is going to be biblical, I mean, obviously, people have different interpretations of that. But I think it, it's going to be revelatory in the sense that we are going to be just completely blown away by the scope of the deception, the scope of what's been hidden from us in a, on a spiritual level. But then there are a lot of people who have a difficult time with this, and they just don't have the ability to go in that direction, to open up themselves to these ideas. But that, I don't believe, is the core of my audience, and that's so much of you know what this, uh, what this commentary is about tonight. It's about unity. It's also about division. But it's really. It's really about. Staying true to who we are. And I did not anticipate that I was going to have. 
I didn't really think that I was going to have this uh, this pressure exerted on me to to try to change and to try to go in a different direction and uh, or you know to try to you know to kind of police uh, what I'm doing with my show and who I'm having on my show and so forth. But uh, you know I I can't change who I am, folks. And and the reality is is that uh, I'm very comfortable overall with the approach that I've taken. And I think that the audience resonates with it for that reason. And so I'm just going to, uh, you know, to, to put that out there and just say that, you know, as far as the division is concerned, um, like I said, you know, I'm not going to jump into that divide. If uh, if the day comes where I feel like, I, you know, I've woken up and and, and suddenly realize something and, and, and need to, to move in a different direction, so be it. Like I said, many, many times along the way, folks, if, if I genuinely feel like I'm moving in a different direction, I'm going to tell you the truth. But it's got to come from within me. And, then, you know, of course, a lot of a lot of the people that I talk to, they all impact the decisions that I make. But at the end of the day. What really drives me is the direction that I believe that the Lord wants me to go. And I don't think that that's a necessarily I've, I've kind of learned along the way. It's not a one size fits all. I mean, there's a reason why there are so many different voices in this movement. Sure, some of them are here to divide, but I don't really think that God wanted it to just be one big echo chamber where we only talk about ideas from one perspective. That's just the, the 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 basic nature of who I am is I've always been curious, intellectually curious and spiritually curious. But I'm still tethered to my faith. And some people may have a difficult time accepting that, and that's okay. Some people may not accept it, and they may decide that they, you know, they they need to go in a di- different direction. They don't want to listen to my work, and if that's the case, well, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, but like I say, you can't please everybody. And uh, your own integrity has to come first. And so that's really kind of where I stand on that. So hopefully folks can appreciate that commentary. I felt like it was important for me to share kind of where I'm at with the audience and just um, make sure everybody understands that at the end of the day, Patriot Underground is going to still be Patriot Underground. And there are going to be people perhaps who come and go along the way, um, but I'm not going to change my basic approach, and I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing all along. And not only that, I'm going to do the best that I can to try to steer clear of being in that divide. I'm going to do the very best I can to make sure everybody understands that, you know, if if I play a role in this great awakening at all, for all of you, it's not to jump into the divide and become divisive, but rather to explore the different sides of it, to help you navigate it, to give you my perspective, and hopefully for us to navigate it together. But I haven't given up on that, you see. I haven't gotten this far in my journey to just suddenly say, okay, I'm just going to pick a lane. I'm just going to jump into one camp or another. Like I say, if if uh, my loyalty ultimately is to the truth. So if if information emerges, I may change my mind on that. I mean, obviously, if, if if certain individuals prove to be somebody different than we thought, regardless of, of which camp they're in, sure, that's going to that's going to change my perspective. And I may at that point pick a lane. But right now. I think the most intellectually, emotionally, spiritually honest thing to do. 
is to do exactly what I'm doing, which is to stay rooted in my faith, but still explore all of these different possibilities together. And as time goes on, as more information becomes available, as circumstances unfold, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen this year, folks. You've heard me speculate about things so many different times. I mean, we know something is coming. We know that there's this, this global conflagration narrative. And then, of course, we've also got the NATO mobilization going on. But it's very interesting with NATO that suddenly they seem to be uh, willing to pay <laughs> their fair share. Uh, maybe they're anticipating Trump coming back after all, because we know that was uh, a very big uh, item on Trump's agenda as far as NATO is concerned, and really all of our alliances, um, all of our allies paying their fair share. So on the one hand, we've got NATO mobilizing all these troops, looking like they're gearing up for world war. But on the other hand, they seem to be ponying up financially, a lot more consistent with what Trump was uh, was pushing for. So again, who's really in control? Who's really the president? You know, so getting back, I don't want to stray too far into geopolitics right now, but getting back to my, you know, my overall discussion here. I mean, we know something is coming. We know that 2024 is going to be eventful. It's already been eventful. I mean, as a matter of fact, uh, I think this past couple of weeks may have been, you know, the, maybe this past week, it's probably been the quietest of all. Uh, you know, the big news, of course, about uh the immunity. Obviously, uh, we're, we're anticipating that, uh, like I've said, I don't think there's any chance that the Supreme Court is going to say that Donald Trump has immunity. I think this is going to go forward. And obviously, they've kicked the can on the trial. We don't really know at this point when it's going to start. Certainly not going to be starting in the beginning of March. Uh, I've heard it could be April. It could be May. I've heard estimates even of June, depending upon the appeals process. But I still believe that uh, this is a major possibility, let's just say, as a vehicle for disclosing all the information, the, the to play the Trump card, to uh, to lay out all the military evidence. I do think that um, regardless of when it happens, I think it's going to be a very key part of this whole puzzle in terms of bringing all of this information directly into the consciousness of the masses. Now, there are folks out there who have a different opinion and think that everything that's going on right now is all just, you know, complete kabuki theater and that there's no real relevance in terms of figuring out how the plan is going to play out, that it's all just a distraction and that we already have a predetermined time when the EBS is going to go off and all that. So, you know, who knows? Those people may be right. I may be wrong. I still think it's important to watch all of these different events and as Mike Gill puts it, to read the board, to be able to kind of anticipate what may happen next. We have to stay on our toes. That's what I think. Um, and I've always been of the opinion that we were going to have a very gradual buildup to the EAS, but there was not going to be disconnected from the events of this movie, I guess is the point. There are some folks who are just saying there's a movie going on over here. But this is just a distraction until the big event comes. And then that's then all this stuff is just going to basically go away. And then we're going to have the EBS. And but I, I viewed it in, in a slightly different way, which is, yes, we've got this movie going on. But the movie is building toward the climax, which is the EBS that they go hand in hand. But nobody knows exactly how that's going to play out. It's 2024, mid-February. We thought we were going to have the Trump trial in March. Now that's been kicked down the road. 
is still obviously the the final answer, I guess you could say, as far as the immunity issue. But we really don't know what's going to transpire in these next few months. Is it going to be an EAS situation? I, mean, I guess you could make the argument, and a lot of people do, that it could happen. I mean, heck, it could happen while I'm recording right now. I mean, we're at that point where we're so close, but yet I still believe that this movie, this pre-scripted movie, that yes, there are certain elements of the plan that have changed. There are certain parts of it that remain fluid, but the overall framework of what we're going through right now is everything is, is happening and unfolding this way for a reason. And it's all been anticipated by the White Hats. No matter what I listen to, you know, I've been talking about different narratives tonight, no matter what I listen to. And all these different, uh, you know, perspectives and, and so forth, I always come back. This is why I'm a Q loyalist, because I always come back to my fundamental gut feeling that I had the minute that I started to do research into the Q drops, the minute I really started to wrap my brain around this movement and what was happening. I knew it in my soul. I mean, we talk about discernment all the time. I know that this operation is real. I know that this operation is an asylum. And I'm willing to even listen to people who say that they believe it is. And I got news for you, folks, whether they've been overt about it or not. Many of the people that I've had on my show are not Q loyalists. Okay, this is nothing new. And yet I've still remained true to what I believe and not 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 just because I'm stubborn, because it's what I genuinely believe. There's more evidence to suggest that there's a military operation and has been a military operation all along than you could ever offer to the contrary. And of course, there are just so many great patriots out there who can lay it out for us. And I think I contribute to that as well. But there are many, many people out there with different voices, different perspectives, different expertise, different backgrounds, different abilities, who have come together to make sense of what I consider to be the greatest military operation in human history. And we're a part of it. And I haven't changed from that. And so just because we have these different narratives appearing and different personalities coming into the patriot movement, like I said, a lot of things have changed since I started. And I haven't been around all that long. Certainly, uh, there are a lot of most of the people in the movement have been a, around a lot longer than I have. And yet still in all, I've been around long enough to feel the difference, to feel the divisiveness. I never imagined that it was going to be this way. They say it's always darkest before the dawn. And that's what I'm putting my faith. That's what I'm hanging my hat on right now is that you know, all this, you know, pick a lane stuff and all this pressure is an indication that we're getting to the very end. And, you know, quite frankly, folks, I put my faith in God, not in man. And I continue to believe that he's going to lead, guide, and direct me as he always has. And um, I think that's one of the great strengths of this show and the great strengths of this audience is it's a, it's a rallying ground, not for people who all – share the same ideology and the same perspective on everything. We're not in lockstep here. It's not about creating an echo chamber. This is about the truth. And I think all of us, we come together with that basic humble understanding that we don't know all the answers and that we've come together 
as a community to try to do exactly that, to get closer to the truth. As we go along this journey, as we get closer to justice, and, and it's not as if we've just been wandering around in the woods. I mean, we've been on a path. And thank God he's given me the ability to help trace that path, to illuminate that path for all of you. It's the greatest honor of my life. Especially for a person who openly admits that I don't have all the answers. I have the ability to think, to to, to analyze, to articulate and communicate, but I don't have all the answers. And yet still, all of you have put your trust in me and you put your trust in me because of my approach. Because of who I am. I've had so many people say that, you know, they follow me because they can just, they can sense who I am. They can resonate. And they know that I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not perfect, but gosh, I'm not trying to pretend to be anything I'm not. I guess it's in some ways a certain sense of humility that goes along with it. You know, the, the basic humility that I started with I, I has pretty much stayed with me. I, you know, sure, along the way, I've had to battle certain, you know, <laughs> certain moments where I, you know, maybe getting a little bit full of myself. But God always reminds me, he always humbles me really quick if I if I try to go in that direction. But really, I, I haven't changed, folks. And um, I don't ever want to. That's the thing. And I don't think my audience wants me to. And so, you know, this was, uh, I guess, a message for everybody tonight. Uh, I know I didn't get into, you know, a lot of geopolitical analysis or, you know, talking uh, as I normally do about, you know, the ins and outs of the latest developments. But I will say it's been, uh, like I say, it's been rather, uh, rather quiet over the past week and uh, in comparison to the way it's been, I mean, obviously things are going on. We've got Ukraine running out of ammo. We've got Germany economically collapsing. I mean, basically the same the same stories that we've been tracking all along are just continuing to move in the direction that they've been moving. Not as fast as we want them to, obviously, but uh, yeah, I mean, Germany. It's uh, it's pretty clear that uh, the Rockefellers uh, they're they're willing to do everything they can to sabotage Germany to prevent them from aligning with Russia, because if they do that, the United States, the entire Western power structure falls apart. So that's going on. I mean, obviously, we had the uh, the Putin interview with with uh, Tucker Carlson. And uh, I didn't really do any in-depth analysis on that. I figured a lot of folks out there had already heard it. I mean, certainly they've listened to the video and they've heard a lot of the analysis. And quite frankly, um, the main takeaways, as far as I'm concerned, were it was the history lesson that uh, that Putin provided and in in the process, uh, red pilled so many different people about what Ukraine really is, how it's historically a part of Russia, and went into the whole, uh, you know, the the real reasons, the the backstory for the real reasons that led up to the war, and and bypassed the mainstream media, gaslighting and deception, and you know the false narratives, and he you know just brought that information directly to the people, and obviously you know like I say you know I I believe in I ultimately believe even in the sheep out there. I think eventually the penny is going to drop. And I, I still believe that these people, you know, they're going through that cognitive dissonance right now. This information is penetrating as much as the mainstream media is trying to say Tucker Carlson, you know, committed treason by interviewing Putin. Uh, I mean, that that really, I guess, in a sense, really, it just makes people want to listen to it more. It makes them more curious, makes me all the more convinced that the White Hats are pulling the strings there behind the scenes. And all of this is an operation to 
not only just to bypass the mainstream media machine, but to really get inside the heads and the consciousness of all the normies out there. And I believe in these people that eventually they're going to figure it out, that they're being lied to. When you go back to the beginning of your journey, what was the first thing you figured out? What was the first real key moment in your awakening? It's it's that that actual red pill. When you what is the red pill? When you we realize that everything's a deception. And these people are resisting and resisting and resisting, but you know the way that this is playing out. Yes, it's long, it's painstaking, it's awful in a lot of ways, but it's working. And this is a great example. And I, you know certainly I I wanted Tucker to go deeper into certain issues. I mean, Putin did bring up money laundering. They didn't get into a big discussion about it, but I wanted to hear more about obviously the trafficking. I wanted to hear more about the bio labs. And, but I, I have a feeling that this is just like we've seen, this is, you know, this is warming up and we know that that flood is coming. And I eventually that information, and now that they have this, this open line of communication, I think that it's pretty clear the direction that Tucker is going to go. And eventually this information is just going to get more and more intense as time goes on. So that was a really big deal. And, uh, you know, so they they talked about the money laundering. They're red pilling the people. They're providing a true history lesson so people understand that the American people and the Western world understands what's really going on, what this conflict was really about. And certainly there was a lot more to say, but. I think it was a it was a really, really solid beginning. And then, of course, we also heard I actually heard reports today that uh, Jared Kushner is not going to be a part of Trump's new administration. So I thought that was very interesting. And a lot of folks are kind of lumping that together with uh, Israel being saved for last. We know that Kushner uh, is certainly a questionable character. Very interesting address in New York City. Um, And I've heard uh, some some uh, let's just say some pretty damning things about him. And I'm going to leave it at that. I don't want to go into too much detail, but I think folks uh, can do their own research and uh, you come to your own conclusions. But uh, so there's a lot going on out there, folks, uh, as far as I'm going to go with Kushner right now. But uh, like I say, there's just so much that remains to happen, so much that's really happening right now. And we know that this year I I stand behind this, folks. And if I, you know, I, I hope I pray to God that I, that I'm not wrong, that the day's going to come where I'm going to have to admit that I was wrong about this. But I'm telling you, my honest opinion, my honest belief, and I've said this all along, is that 2024, the time period from now up into the election, is the window where this, this movement, the way that we've defined it, the Q operation, the whole glue that's held everything together, and as far as I'm concerned, that's held patriots in check, really. It's it's in a sense, it's it's held our hand, not in a bad way, not in a way to kind of get us to not organize and everything like you've heard, but but rather because we have a collective belief that the military really is in control. And it's not just a belief, it's backed by so many facts. Irrefutable. That I've covered on my show for the past three years and many, many other individuals out there, SG Anon. Derek Johnson is just masterful at it. I mean, we know what's really going on behind the scenes is a military operation is taking place. And that is why we've allowed this to play out. But if we get to this next election and it's business as usual, I just don't see it. And I've said this before. I just don't see this movement 
in its current form existing after that for much longer because we're already seeing at the border calls for success for secession excuse me we're hearing talks about texas even joining the BRICS, having gold be legal tender i mean it's it's getting pretty intense and again like i've said recently this is the year we're going to find out are we going to go down that road towards civil war secession or are we going to go in the direction that q told us and that's what i continue to believe so hopefully you folks enjoyed this podcast tonight do me a favor hit that like button if you did and let me know what you thought of tonight's broadcast in the comments and also make sure you're following me on the different platforms i'm on i'm on bitshoot rumble podbean odyssey telegram true social and x and also in the description of the video you can see the links where you can support my work you can check out switch-stores.com slash patriot underground the best place to go to get all of your personal and household items it's time to ditch the big box conglomerates folks i made the switch almost two years ago now and i have to tell you these are some of my favorite products i never look back i am super happy that i made this decision and I don't really have to go into the big box stores. Sure, there are some items that I still have to shop for online, but for the most part, this is a one-stop shop for me, and I can get amazing products manufactured here in the United States, non-toxic, really high quality. I've, I've often talked about the hand lotion. It's just absolutely incredible, best hand lotion I've ever used, but the cleaning products are amazing, the essential oils, the vitamins, the soaps. The detergents. I mean, they've got so many great products, folks. Check it out. Switch hyphen stores slash dot com slash Patriot Underground. Link is in the description. Also, you can check out my merch store. You folks probably noticed that I have a new logo. Thanks to Dave XRP for putting that together for me. So you can check that out. I have uh, baseball hats. I've got shirts. I've got hoodies. I've got stickers, coffee mugs. You name it, folks, all with the new logo. Check it out. It's patriotunderground.shop. And last but not least, I just wanted to mention my locals community that is continuing to grow. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be having another Patriot Underground chat. and We're going to be live streaming this on Rumble. So it's going to be basically a, a, a roundtable. We're going to be live streaming it. If you want to be a part of that, you can join my locals community. It is patriotunderground.locals.com slash support. Again, you'll see the link in the description. You can go there and for $5 a month, you get access to all of these different chats that we have. You get first access to all of my new content. I post everything on Locals first. So you get that uh, before anybody else. And uh, you'll also get access to some other bonus content that I'm going to be putting together. You get to be part of the live Q&A session. So I'm going to be setting a date uh, for some upcoming events, if you want to be a part of that, folks, and, and just join us and support my work, support me as I work toward becoming a full-time podcaster so that I can do this and dedicate all my time and energy to bringing you folks this type of analysis that you love. If you want to be a part of uh, supporting that financially, this is a great way to do it. You can also, if you so choose, use that same link and click on one-time uh, donation, and you can make a one-time donation. Uh, if that's your preference. And for that month, you'll get access to everything on my Locals channel. But I really want to thank everybody out there for being so supportive and loving. You've absolutely changed my life. Each of you are truly amazing. And uh, I just want to remind everybody out there. I get a little emotional when I talk about this, but I just want to remind everybody out there that uh, 
you putting your trust in me. It's the most important thing. It really is. It's the most important thing to me. And um, you've done that because I've stayed true to who I am. And I'm going to continue to do that. All right, everybody. I love each and every one of you. God bless and Godspeed. Patriot out.